Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. Today's going to be a good day. How many of you love our campus pastors? Pastors Matt Loren, the real deal. In a church, in a church that is fresh, that is real, that is powerful, y'all don't even know you're living. It's going to be a good day. It's going to be a good day. Can we also just give it up for my beautiful wife? Come on, you got better than that. An amazing, amazing wife, phenomenal mom. My biggest cheerleader, I love you. I love you. I love you. And worship team, are you kidding me? Is, uh, let me ask, is, is my guy, is, is Chance in the room? There's a guy I met yesterday called Chance. Is he here? He's not? That's all right. We'll get him at the 12. It's all good. It's all good. I got a word that's going to change Chance's life. It's going to be good. Worship team, you've been amazing. Come on, can we give it up one more time? Worship team, you've been incredible. You guys can go ahead and take a seat. We're going to get into it. Oh, gosh, it's going to be a... Let me, let me make sure that I start off right. Get connected. Okay. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. We're really going to do it. We're really going to do it. I'm excited to have the opportunity to share with you this morning on Connect Sunday. Let's go. Let's go. Now, some of you will say that I'm biased, but Connect Sunday is one of my absolute favorite Sundays on the entire calendar. Yes, I love Shredder Sunday. I love Vision Sunday. I love Freedom Sunday, of course, but there's something different about Connect Sunday. Now, why do I love it? That's a good question. Is it because we have an epic booth back there with free coffee, free snacks, some of the best people, the best team in all of Salt Lake City. Don't tell the folks upstairs that are serving in kits. But we have the best people. Is that why I love Connect Sunday? Yeah, no, no, no it's not. I love Connect Sunday because we talk about doing life better by doing life in kingdom community. We talk about the, the, the kind of power of community, the value in connection, and the significance of doing life together. And so that is why I love Connect Sunday. Listen, you and I were created, created for connection. We were built for this. What we're talking about today, we were built for. And I, I want to tell you this, this morning, I'm going to say this a few times. It's our connections that shape the trajectory of our lives. It's the connections that we foster, that we cultivate, that shape the trajectory of our lives. And I'll tell you, even in my personal experience, learning to live connected has radically transformed my life inside and outside. You've probably heard me say it before, but I'll say it again. Church, we do life better when we do life together. We do it better. It's better. It's just, it's also more fun. It is better together. We were not built to live disconnected, disassociated. Church, we don't even make it through, listen, we don't even make it through two chapters. And the Lord God said, Genesis chapter 2, it is not good that man should be alone. I will make a helper for him. 
How many of the men in the room know we do not do well on our own? All right, forget the men. Let me ask a better question. How many of the women in the room know that their men do not do well alone? Am I right? Am I right? Church, we were made for connection. We were built for it. Like, has it ever occurred to you that our God is so, so all about it that he's, he's inherently relational? It's, it's, it's hard. It's who he is. And of course, you and I are made in his image, right? So it makes sense that we would be built for connection to, man, I love Connect Sunday. Y'all don't even know. Y'all don't even know. We're just getting started. We're just getting started. So the title of my message this morning is Connection Keys. Connection Keys. I want to talk this morning about three different keys to kingdom connection. I'm not going to lie to you when I was writing this message. I'm preparing for today. I almost titled my message, uh, let's see, what did I call it? Keys to fullness. Keys to fullness. I was this close. Now, why? I almost called it that because the keys, the three keys I'm going to talk about today are critical to connection. But here's what I need you to understand. Connection itself is actually just the doorway that we walk through to reach the fullness of life that God has for you and for me. Five of you are tracking. Okay, I'll start again. I'm going to talk about three keys. They are critical to connection, but connection itself is the doorway to which we reach the fullness of life that heaven has for you and me to live here on the earth. Here on the earth. John chapter 10 says it this way. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. But I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. What does that mean? It means that the very heartbeat of heaven is for you and I to live our absolute best lives possible here on the earth. And that that God himself, God himself is so invested in you living fully free and fully alive that he yielded his only son. Jesus comes to the earth and he gives literally everything. He surrenders his dying breath. Why? To reconcile you and I to him precisely because of the value he places on connection. So we know that God fully into it. He is fully into it. Here's the good news. The fact that you're here today tells me that you're into living your best life possible because you got out of bed. You kicked the devil in the teeth. You said, I'm going to go to church. I don't care how tired I am. I don't care how rough my week's been. I want the best life possible. 10 a.m. You're in the right place at the right time. Now, for some of you, today might feel a little bit like a back-to-basics type message. We're going to talk about fundamentals of faith that lead us to the fullness of life that God has for us. And before I get into it, I want to, I want to share with you that the, the fundamentals of faith that I want to talk about today are critical if you want to avoid completely train wrecking your life. Now, I'm not saying that just to be kind of dramatic or exciting. I'm saying that because literally every single believer that I know that has gone completely sideways, that has train-wrecked their lives in one way or another, it can always be traced back to when they stepped away from one of the fundamentals that we're going to talk about today. 
So just so that I'm clear on who, who's with me on this, how many of you want to avoid train wrecking your life? Most of you. That's pretty good. The rest, we'll, we'll work on it. We'll work on it. It's good. It's good. All right, before we dive in, who can tell me who this is? Okay. Okay. Michael Jordan, the best player to ever take the court in professional basketball. Controversial? I didn't expect this much controversy. Wow. Listen, I'm not even into basketball that much. It's just not really my, my thing. But even I knew that Michael Jordan is the best of all time. I mean, how many of you watch Space Jam? Just me and two friends. That's awesome. All right. But check this out. Michael Jordan won six NBA championships. Six. He won the NBA's Most Valuable Player Award five different times. That's insane. He won not one but two gold medals in the Olympics. And he led the scoring, the league in scoring for a whopping ten seasons. That's like, okay. Anyway, so he had an extraordinary impact on the sport of basketball, established himself, Pastor Andy, as the best that ever played. And, and it's, it's, it's remarkable. It is remarkable. Now, why am I banging on about Michael Jordan? Well, what you may not know about Michael Jordan is that he actually attributed a lot of his success to his fierce commitment to the fundamentals. The fundamentals. Over and over again, he emphasized the importance of focusing on kind of the fundamentals in his game. He said this. He said, you can practice shooting eight hours a day, but if your technique is wrong, then all you become really good at is shooting the wrong way. But get the fundamentals down and the level of everything will rise. Let me say that again. Get the fundamentals down and the level of everything will rise. Like, I want to tell you this morning, church, it is precisely the same in our walk of faith. The fundamentals matter. They matter. Even Michael Jordan said this. He said, the moment you get away from the fundamentals, the bottom can fall out of your game, your schoolwork, your job, or whatever you're doing. Led the league 10 years. I mean, I've got to imagine, I guarantee that at the height of his success, there was a temptation for Michael Jordan to go, I'm just going to relax into this success. I mean, I'm Michael Jordan. For him to stray from the disciplines that got him there, for him to, to take his, his, his foot off the gas and just kind of, I'm Michael Jordan. I'm amazing. I guarantee that, that that temptation was there. I've been a Christian since I was 17. I got saved at a conference in Ireland. And I would be lying to you today if I, if I told you that I hadn't been tempted since then many times to stray from the fundamentals to, 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 to get away, to forego. I'd be lying to you today if there hadn't been times where I've made excuses, where I, where I uh, got too lazy or, frankly, got too busy for the fundamentals of faith. But, church, we need the fundamentals. We need the fundamentals. All right, I have to caveat. All right, listen. If you came here this morning and you came to learn about elite basketball at the professional level, I may not be your guy. I know, I know, Pastor Matt. I get it. You're surprised. My physique is misleading. I totally understand. But church, today we're going to talk about something much more important. We're going to talk about fundamentals of faith. We're going to talk about the things that unlock fullness in your life and in my life. 
And for that, we're going to need three connection keys. Are you with me, Salt Lake City? All right, so the first key I want to share with you this morning is that we've got to get connected to his heart. We got to get connected to his heart. You see, the first and foremost place the connection begins for you and I is when we get connected to God, when we build connection to the heart of heaven. Matthew chapter 6 puts it this way But seek first, everybody say first, the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. You see, we got we to gotta get connected to the heart of God if we want fullness of life. It's one and the same. Now, obviously, we understand that that starts with getting our heart right with Jesus. It starts with surrendering our lives, choosing to follow him, and getting it straight. But what I want to talk about today is actually walking out that journey, like walking out that, that road of faith uh, in connection with him. And, and just to be clear, I'm not talking about, like, surface level, Right? I'm talking about real relationship. Church, I'm talking about knowing him and being known by him. I'm talking about real. Let me give you an example, just a simple example. So I mentioned my beautiful wife, Ruth. Somebody give her a what, what? My beautiful wife, Ruth. Listen, this might come as a shock to her, but I'm going to share it anyway. I didn't marry Ruth because I like the idea of her. I didn't, I didn't marry Ruth because I wanted to learn more about her or to study her. Like, I'm not writing a dissertation. Behold, everything you need to know about Ruth. Chapter 3. No, like, I'm not doing that. I married Ruth because I love her. I married Ruth because I love being around her, because I'm committed to relationship with her, because I want to pursue her and stay connected to her heart. Church, it is the same in our walk with God. It's about being connected to his heart. Pastor Christian, just a couple of weeks ago, said this perfectly. He said, there's a huge difference between knowing about God and knowing God. I don't know where you're at this morning, but church, I want to know him. I want to be known by him. I want the real thing. I want the genuine, the messy, the ups and the downs. I want, I want hey, I messed up. Hey, I, I'm, I'm on the mountaintop. I'm, on the, I'm in the valley floor. I want the whole deal, everything in between. I want real. I want real with God, real friendship. Has it ever occurred to you why King David, who, for the record, had some monumental mess-ups, is, is in 1 Samuel, he's referred to as, as a man after God's own heart. God's own heart. Has it ever occurred to you how, despite all that, how did you, how did that happen? Personally, I think there's a whole host of reasons, but I do think we get a window into it in Psalm 18. King David says this. He says, the Lord is my rock. He is my fortress and my deliverer. He is my God, my strength in whom I will trust. He is my shield. He is the horn of my salvation. My God is my stronghold. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised and I will be saved from my enemies. What's my point? David learned to cultivate real relationship. Not artificial, not superficial. He chose to get connected to the heart of God. David understood that God is his helper and healer and guide and counselor and friend, our refuge and strength in all the 
trials and also in the triumphs. God under, like David understood that God wanted to transform his life. And it's the same for you and for me. Real relationship will do that. It will shift your perspectives. And church, I'll tell you, it'll invite heaven into your circumstances. How many of you this morning could use heaven in some of your circumstances? I know I could. I'll give you an example. Last year, I got handed a really big problem at work. And I was told, Rich, you got you to gotta figure it out. You got to figure it out. And I sat there one night at work till probably about 9.30, kind of whiteboarding with a bunch of other leaders and, you know, scratching at solutions. And honestly, we got absolutely nowhere. Nowhere. That's not funny. It was horrible. <laughs> and, but we got nowhere. <laughs> and and uh, so, so I, I drove home, and the next day I, I woke up, and I took it to the Lord in prayer. And what did God do? God dropped the solution right in my lap. Right in my lap. I got to work. It got to the office, and I called the other leaders. I'm like, here's exactly how we're going to solve this problem. Here's exactly how it's going to happen. And obviously there were people that said that's not possible, that it won't work, that it's too complicated. Rich, you're going to fail. Fast forward six months. How many of you knew our God never fails? Never fails. God blew the expectations out of the water. Now listen, why do I share that? Do I share that because I'm special? Do I share it because I'm a genius? Absolutely not. Listen, my own genius drove home at 9.30 at night with no idea what to do. That's what happens when I'm involved. But I have a secret weapon. I have a secret weapon. Church, I have relationship with God. That means that I have access to the ideas, the innovations, the strategies, the solutions of heaven. So, so I, I was able to reach into that friendship because I've cultivated connection with his heart and talked to my God about, hey, I don't know what to do. And God came through. So how do we build this? How do we build this connection? Jeremiah chapter 29 says this. It says, you will seek me and you will find me when, everybody say when. When you search for me with all your heart. Listen, I'm going to share a couple of really practical ways that we get connected to the heart of God. I'm telling you right now that every one of these plus another six could be messages all on their own. What does that mean? It means we're going to go fast. So buckle up. The first way we get connected is reading your Bible. Reading your Bible. Listen, you came to Awaken Church this morning, and that's awesome. We are a Bible-believing church. But more than that, we are a Bible-reading church. We even have our own Bible in a year plan. You can get it right back there. The team will get one for you. Listen, and we strongly encourage it. We're a Bible-reading church. Church, the the... the the word of God is, is pregnant with power. Hebrews chapter 6, 4, chapter 4, says it like this. For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. It pierces even to the division of soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the what? Of the heart. One of the ways we get connected to his heart is by reading his word. It's partnering with the Holy Ghost. It's inviting him to speak to you. It's inviting the words to jump off the page and resonate in your life. It's wild. Read the Bible. Uh, the second is to get serious about prayer. Get serious about prayer. Now listen, we don't, we don't pray 
Abe, you know this. We don't pray to, to inform God to, to, as if he's oblivious, right? Hey, just to let you know. No, like we, we pray because we want to involve God. We want to involve him. Like that idea, Pastor Andy's always amused me. This idea, listen, Lord, you're not going to believe it. I'm surprised. Don't beat yourself up. I am a stu- None of us saw this coming. But I need to tell you about the argument we had on our way to church. Like, that's ridiculous. But church, what if we got real in prayer? What if we just cut to the chase and got real? Talked about real stuff instead of, instead of pleasantries and platitudes. Here's a newsflash for you. Our God is not intimidated by your real. He's not intimidated. In fact, we don't reach real relationship unless we get real. One begets the other, right? The book of James also says this. says the, power, the prayer of, a, of the righteous avails much. It avails much. Church, what if we started treating prayer like a weapon instead of a wish list? What if... What if we prayed for the impossible and we watched miracles flow out? What if we prayed big, fat, bold prayers and we watched God step down into our circumstances? What if we stepped into our authority and we pulled heaven down to the earth? What would shift in your life and in my life? And you might say, well, Rich, I don't think I know how to do what you're talking about. Neither did I at one point. But we have men and women's prayer where you can learn and grow and develop. You can stand alongside people and figure out what it means to step into kingdom authority and pray in power, push back the darkness and see things shift. You can learn too. That's why it's a priority going back to fundamentals. Even in my life, 5.30 Tuesday morning men's prayer. It's a priority in my life. Pastor Vince, is it because I like getting up early? No, sir, it is not. It's because I know me and I know I need prayer. I know me and I know I need to stand around men with their hearts on fire for the Most High God that will pray for me, that I can pray for them, that together we spiral upwards. Pray. Change your life. The third is to get your praise on. Worship team, get excited. Get your praise on. Okay, I want to encourage you this morning, church, dial up the worship in your life. Dial up the level of worship, even in my own life. I will tell you that worship is one of the most effective ways for me personally to just drown out the noise and tune my heart to heaven. Even in my own life, I'll tell you it's one of the quickest ways, quickest ways that I can lift my eyes off of whatever it is that I'm facing and connect with a God that sees me and knows me and loves me, that is for me, that understands. It is one of the most powerful, potent things you can do. Pastor Matt preached an amazing word on this recently about power of praise and worship as warfare. And so I'm not going to stop here, but I do want to give you permission this morning. Become the crazy car people. Okay, become the crazy car people. No, no, Pastor Vince, I'm not talking about the ones that wear the mask driving alone. That's not what I mean this morning. No, no, no. I'm talking about, I'm talking about the people at the stoplights with their windows up, singing their guts out, singing their lungs out, giving glory to God, taking the time where they're just mindlessly driving and saying, I'm going to invest this time to give thanks to the one. 
become the crazy car people, we got to get connected to his heart. Crazy car people, Pastor Andy. All right, so the second key I want to share with you this morning is we got to get connected to his house. We got to get connected to his house. In American, we got to get connected to his house. Okay, you're welcome. Some of you are like, what did he say? We got to get connected to the house of God. I want to encourage you this morning, church. Did you just say subtitles? Wow. We got to get connected to the house of God. And I want to encourage you, make it non-negotiable. You ask my wife, you go upstairs and you ask my kids, they will tell you our family goes to church. Make it non-negotiable. Man, lead your family in this. Lead your family. Sunday services, Wednesday nights, Arise Conference, men and women's prayer. It's all over. Connect groups. Make church non-negotiable. We've got to get connected to his house. It'll change your life. Have you ever realized, this is, this is wild. Jesus was so about it. He was so invested in the house of God. He was found there so often. It was so normal that, that his parents, they left him there. They lost him. Like, let that sink in for a second. How do you lose the child of God? Like, my kids are not, I mean, they're cool. They're not the child of God, and I'd still feel terrible, right? They lost him. So I did a bunch of research. I dug through National Archives. I spent hours on this for you, not to brag. But I finally found a representation. They found the moment, the very moment, that Joseph realized that he had lost the Son of God. That took a really long time to find. I'm not going to lie, though. This moment, this moment makes me feel so much better about my parenting. So much better. I'm like, well, I haven't lost them, so we're doing okay. We've got to get connected to his house. But I also want to tell you, watch out. Getting connected to the house of God is not a spectator sport. This is a participation situation. It's a partition, participation type deal. Listen, showing up consistently really is a great start. Absolutely, non-negotiable, show up. But this is kind of a get-in-the-game type deal. The book of Matthew talks about this in chapter 20. It says, the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve. I mean, shoot. If it's good enough for him, ugh, it's good enough for me. And you might say, yeah, but Rich, hold on, time out, time out. Serving in the house of God, that's Pastor Matt's job. And I would agree. 2,000 years ago. Church, there was a huge separation between the people and the priests. There was a huge divide 2,000 years ago. But how many of you know that the day of Pentecost blew the doors right off of that narrative. Broke it wide open. The day of Pentecost smashed the divide between what is secular and what is sacred. It ushered in this entirely new, new paradigm where we all have a role to play. Church, we all are called. We all are equipped. We all have a role. We all have talents and gifts on the inside of us deposited by the Most High God. Listen, I'll tell you. 
the Great Commission, Go Make Disciples, didn't include a get-out-of-jail-free card for those of us that didn't go to seminary, that didn't go to Bible school. We're all on the hook. It applies to all of us, not just our pastors, not just the folks in the front row. Every single one of us are called. In my own life, I just keep this really simple. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Go ask my kids. They'll know it. We will serve the Lord. It's not always easy. It's not always easy. But watch out. I don't believe that the call of God in my life is to find what's easy. And just, and just park there. I'll also tell you that there's something, there's something wild about doing what God has created you, crafted you, cultivated you to do. And partnering with the Holy Ghost. There's probably nothing that has shaped me and sharpened me and developed me more than serving in the house of God. Yeah, you know what? I'll love you enough to tell you this. It's tough truth. This is tough love right now. If you're not about the purposes of the kingdom, you will become about the purposes of the world. And church, that's where the train wrecks happen. For those of you that raised your hand and don't want to train wreck your life, be about the purposes of the kingdom. Real talk. Just being straight with you. And you say to me, well, I, gosh, I don't know how to start. Don't know where to, what do, I, what, do I, what do I do? That's totally fine. That's a great place to start. That's exactly why we have DNA upstairs. DNA, it's a course where we'll help connect you to your kingdom purpose and we'll, we'll uncover the gifts and the talents that God has put on the inside of you. If we want to step into fullness of life, church, we've got to get connected to the house. All right. You still with me? Yeah. All right, don't get, don't get shy on me. Let's see. The final key I want to share with you this morning is we've got to get connected to his people. Connected to his people. Honestly, I can't encourage you enough. There is something powerful about doing life together with people of faith. Jesus, right, is our example that we follow. But it's important for you and I to recognize that he didn't ride solo. He just didn't. No, he, he surrounded himself by this ragtag group of, of disciples, and they did life together. He probably could have done it on his own, but he didn't. Why? Church, because community and connection are kingdom principles. Jesus, listen, Jesus places value in people, not just the purpose, not just the mission. That's why at Awakened Church, you'll hear this all the time. Who you are is more important than what you do. We want to get you connected. We want to get you serving, but who you are. Because Jesus places value in people, not just in purpose. I've shared this story in the past, but I think it hits the point pretty well. Um, about 10 years ago, Ruth and I were in Colorado, and uh, we had no kids at that time, and so we were able to do really crazy things like sleep through the night. <laughs> and it was amazing. Um, but we went, we went hiking in the Rockies, and we decided to do some camping up there. And it, was, it had been a long day, but we settled down for the night, and it was beautiful. It was beautiful. Warm campfire, stars lighting up the sky. You remember. And, and there was nobody else around. Now, Pastor Matt, if I had been a smarter man back then, I would have realized that was romantic. I could have availed much. 
but I wasn't, so I didn't. But as I sat there kind of soaking the campfire, I said to Ruth, I said, you know, we're a lot like this. She said, what do you mean? I said, well, these embers in this fire, if I separate them, if I, if I push them apart, this fire, the heat's gonna dissipate really quickly and the fire will go out quickly. I said, but if I stoke it all together, this fire is gonna burn brighter, it's gonna burn hotter and church is gonna burn a lot longer. I would tell you today, it is precisely the same when we choose, when we choose to get over our stuff and do life together with people we were not built to be isolated, to be separated, to be disassociated. We were created for connection. We've been built to do life in community in real relationship. And yes, that means that we have to, we have to take the mask off. That means, yes, that means that we have to stop pretending that we're picture-perfect little Christians that don't drop the ball sometimes. I do. We got to stop. We got to choose something different. Good day to ye, brethren. How art thou this fine and blessed morn? What? Who are you? No. Listen, for real connection to happen, you and I have to allow ourselves to be really seen and truly know, not, not at a surface level, but deep down where we really live. There is no pathway to real relationship without getting real. We gotta do life real. Something Dr. Matt said to me uh, a couple years ago, really stuck. He said, um, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. And it resonated because I realized that it's proven absolutely true in my life. I'm telling you, the friends, your closest friends are a window into the future that you're gonna walk in. I didn't, I didn't become the man that I am today by myself. I'm, I, I just didn't. But I operated a different frequency because of the people of faith that I've chosen to do life with. People that have, that have helped me and challenged me and supported me and sharpened me. People that have called me out of my BS even if I didn't want to hear it. My belief systems. Y'all getting judgy up in here. Easy, easy. Mark chapter two, Jesus heals a paralyzed man because of the faith of his friends. The faith of his friends. That tells me, Pastor Matt, that the paralyzed man's going, they're not gonna work. It's not gonna happen. Y'all are crazy. But the faith of his friends. Yet we believe that who we roll with doesn't matter. That it doesn't matter. Listen, church, it is the it is the secret sauce. Our connections, remember, shape the trajectory of our lives. It is the catalyst to your advancement, church. People running like you're you're choosing to run alongside people that are running the same th same direction you are, chasing the same things that you are. People that see you and know you and love you. People that will pull the gold out from inside of you. People that are invested, actually invested in your journey. When they say, how you doing? They're not gonna let you get away with, I'm okay. They're gonna go, uh-huh. They're invested in your journey. People that wanna see you become your best. We've gotta get connected to his people. Yet sometimes, sometimes we think it's safer to isolate, to disassociate. 
It's just safer. I'll just protect. Just put my walls up. How many of you in the room know that the devil's a liar? Church, that is a lie from the pit of hell. How many of you know that isolated is precisely where the devil wants you located? Because he can pick you off. Or perhaps sometimes we think it's someone else's job, someone else's job to make this connection and community business happen for us. It's uh, the church's job. It's Pastor Matt's job. It's Pastor Loren's job. She's really friendly. It's definitely her job. It's that connect leader's job back there. Or perhaps the idea that it'll just happen. It's just going to poof. As if by magic, community, connection, it's just going to happen. No effort, no intentionality on my part. It's just going to happen. Like, for example, today's Connect Sunday. And sure, I can help you. The team back there can help you, but we cannot sign up for you. We can't do it. It's going to take some intentionality. If you want to, church, if you want to step into the fullness of God that he has for you today, sometimes you're going to have to show a little bit of get up and go. You're going to have to shake up that old old mindset where the get up and go got up and left. It's going to take some intentionality. We have the best people in all of Salt Lake. We've got to get connected to his people. We've got to own our part in it. Amen. Now you might say to me, Rich, I'm in. I'm in. I want to get connected to his people. What's connect? That's a great question. Connect is where we cultivate community and discipleship and growth in our church. We don't sit around, hold hands, and sing kumbaya. No, we have groups meeting all across the valley. They live life, they do life together, they laugh together, they build friendships, they eat barbecue and tacos. How many of you know that group's the group I'm going to? One of our groups, watch this, one of our groups was having such a good time that the neighbors, can we come? Can we join the party? We weren't even part of our church. Can we be part of the party? We talk about life and all the highs and lows. We encourage each other, support each other, even when the going gets tough. One of our groups journeyed life with a couple that was then separated. Marriage was in pieces. I want to tell you today that that marriage is fully restored. Because we do life better together. We challenge each other. We, as iron sharpens iron, we stand shoulder to shoulder in faith. And we believe God for the impossible. One of our groups, they prayed in faith for this, this young lady that was struggling with pain for years. I want to tell you today that that pain is gone today in Jesus' name. Connect is where we find our people. It's where we watch God unlock his plans and his purposes for our lives. And we make it really simple. There is a Connect card for the front row. They're all over the place. But there's a Connect card just like this in your seat. Fill it out. Give it to the team at the back. They will answer any questions you have. They will even get you connected on the spot. They will fill your belly with cold brew coffee and snacks that you probably shouldn't eat. Get connected to his people. Just go meet with them. Drop off your car. Get in a connect group. Get plugged in. It will change your life. This is a fundamental of faith, church. And I'm believing today that we have a shift. Why don't we uh, stand to our feet as we bring this thing into land? I, uh, I mentioned at the beginning that uh, connection, the first and foremost place it starts, 
is when we get our heart right with Jesus. All the rest of this stuff, that's how we walk it out. But the first step, the most important step, is getting our heart right with Jesus. And so if you're here today and you're not in a relationship with Jesus, or maybe you once were, but if we're honest, you maybe stepped away from that relationship. I want to encourage you with every head by and every head eye closed. I want to encourage you this morning. All across this room, nobody's looking around. I'm not going to embarrass you or call you out. I want to encourage you on the count of three to raise your hand. I'm going to pray for you. If you're ready this morning to give your life to Jesus, to surrender, to submit, to follow him, King of kings, Lord of lords, the one that is he's crying out just to meet you in that place. If that's you all across this room, I'm going to encourage you to raise your hand. One, two, three. All across this room. I see that hand. I see that hand. I see that hand. I see that hand. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. I see that hand in the back. Friend, your life is never going to be the same. All right, let's uh, let's go ahead and pray this together. And if you raise your hand, just pray this from your heart. I'll tell you, it's not about it's not about the words that I'm about to say. It's about a heart heart posture. It's about committing in your heart, getting connected to His. So we're gonna pray, church, all together. And if you raise your hand, just pray from your heart. Heavenly Father, I thank you today that you love me that you know me and you see me. Jesus, I thank you that you died for my sins. I surrender now. I give you my life. I leave my past behind and I step in to the future that you have for me. I'm believing God for fullness of life that you came to give me fill my heart with your Holy Spirit and I will walk with you all the days of my life in Jesus name Amen Amen Wow what an amazing word I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did hey listen for more information about our church go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.